Welcome to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. Thank you all for coming and hanging out this week and every week. What is the deal? Khalif Adams here, just rocking with all the wonderful folks in Burkago. I gotta say, I gotta say, massive love and thank yous to everyone in the community. It has been a really amazing week to be able to have so many dope folks in the space reach out specifically to be like, yo, Kai, are you good? Is everything all right? Is everything fine? You know, it's, there's been some some changes to the show. Uh, this is the first show post uh, our announcement uh, of Reef and C leaving the show um, in a real way. Um, and wanted to, again, like thank everyone in the community for, uh, for spreading the love and, and hitting me up in my DMs and being like, yo, are you good? Is everything good behind the scenes? And you know, everything is fine. Uh, it, it was a it was a rough week in terms of lots of different things, but I think the love that we got from the show uh, last week with Tex really did make such a huge difference in just the way everything seemed to be you know feeling and and everything where there was a lot of love uh, about the conversations we had about the fighting game community and uh, GC uh, CGL uh, doing that fantastic work of bringing women into so many spaces that they were in before, but didn't necessarily feel comfortable with. Uh, so it was great to be able to, to, to put that out there in the world and, and put some good content out there and, and showcase uh, the dope things that Tex is doing with uh, Valkyries and everything else over there. So that was super fantastic. So thank you again to everybody in Chicago for spreading the love specifically about about those things and, and, and checking in on me uh, because it was a very, very interesting week. It was lots of things happening. We had Besides gaming news we had here in Portland, uh, we had all this craziness with the Proud Boys and Antifa. We had, uh, you know, I have stuff going on at my job that's, that's, that's pretty busy and crazy. Uh, there's just so many things that are happening all at the same time uh, that is just really busy right now. Uh, but I think with that said, I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, what we're going to be doing in the next couple of months. I have some real cool ideas of some changes to the format of the show, stuff that I feel will be um, better and 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 will bring a better show to all of you back home in Chicago. Uh, some ideas that we're gonna do, maybe a, a small rebrand of some certain things that we're gonna be doing since I'm a solo show now. Um, but I think that all those things combined will one make the show tighter and better for everyone listening and watching. Two, it'll give some more visual flair to what we do here on Twitch, because I think that that's really important. You know, people don't think about podcasts as being this visual thing when you're doing it in this format. But I don't want it to be a thing that when you look at it at home uh, from wherever you may be, that you're not getting some some level of production quality that feels like it adds to the conversation in some way. And that, you know, we're doing something that is a little bit different than what you see with most of the podcasts who have translated well over from just an audio format to a now visual and video format. So there's a lot of things that are uh, up up in the air and a lot of things that are kind of moving around. But I'm really excited for the possibility for um, what is, is is coming down the pipe and also, you know, some of the ideas that I'll be able to kind of kind of enact and, and, and work on. Um, so I'm trying to think of anything else that happened this week that was pretty that was pretty crazy. Well, also, oh, I forgot. Next week is my birthday. So uh, August 24th is my birthday. Uh, it'll be on that Saturday. I'm still debating now 
if I'm going to stream on that day, because I kind of want to stream on that day. I've never streamed on my birthday. Um, I haven't had the chance to play games with with all of you at home or even on stream and, and, and with other folks. I'll be turning 41, uh, 41 this year. Uh, so happy about that, because I know when I was growing up in the Bronx in the 80s and the the early 80s, late late 70s, early 80s, I didn't expect to make it to, to, to 41. I didn't expect to make it to 25. So being here at 20, 20, 20 years later past that uh, is really humbling. And it is something that I think about often uh, when I think about the, the events of the world and and uh, how things are moving in, in all the spaces. So super excited about all that and uh, uh, happy that you have all been here uh, with me on, in, in the same ride. So uh, excited for all those things uh, coming to, to all of you home in Bracago and in uh, X-Ray land as well, if you're listening on the radio. So this week has been a lot of fun in terms of things that I've had a chance to play. It has been the grind fest of all grind fests in Destiny 2. There have been lots of information that has been shared across the Destiny world. Uh, there's also been some weird levels of controversy that I'll, I'll talk about in a minute, but I feel like it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the gaming industry is a very in interesting place in lots of ways, right? We have so many wonderful, talented human beings who work in this industry who try to open themselves up in various ways so that they can better connect with the people who play them. And it always feels like that whole maneuver bites them in the ass every time. And it sucks so bad that that's the thing that has to happen. So we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but um, I've been grinding super hard. So like if anybody knows that the uh, latest event that's happening is called the Solstice event. So the main carrot on the end of the stick is you being able to get this really dope armor, super cool stuff. Um, and, and, and it's like, it's like real, it's like some of their best looking armor that I've seen in a really long time, which I, which I'm excited about. Um, and what I'm really, really hyped about is like, when you start to go down the path of going for this armor, you've already seen folks with it, but just having the set makes you feel like you've accomplished the thing, even know the stuff that they've been doing within that particular event has been unreasonably grindy. Like, I don't know if I'm the kind of person who likes that kind of grind. I am. I don't know if that's the thing that I'm really excited about anymore. Like, I know that, um, I know that, um, when people kind of go into the conversation about that, it's, it's one of those things where you automatically know, Ooh, that's pretty loud. Um, you automatically kind of run through the things in your mind of like, all right, so I can try to do this work, but if I do, how much of my life am I going to lose by doing that particular thing? And I am not sure when I jumped into solstice that I was ready for the grind that I was about to go under. So again, uh, the, you get five, you get five pieces of armor when you start the, the event and what you're supposed to be doing is supposed to be adding light to these particular pieces. And it feels like that was a really cool and smart decision, but the way that Bungie went about it felt like we are kind of waiting to get to shadow keep, which is their newest, uh, the newest DLC that should be coming out soon. So if you haven't caught up to, to where they're at in terms of that, 
They have now left Activision. They're no longer with that crew. And with that, they've decided to do a kind of piecemeal versioning of their DLC. That DLC uh, used to come in big packs and now it comes in little small chunks. So that's small chunks you can pay for uh, on your own. You don't have to pay for those things within a larger piece of DLC content. Um, so that means that when you, if you don't want to play shadow keep, you want to wait for the next thing to come, you can do that. And there'll be different kinds of armor. I'm sure guns and all that stuff, lore, all those things. So this is the precursor to shadow keep. And of course there's other parts of that conversation too. So like moving over from, it's going to start the cross save stuff in about a month where you'll be able to, uh, play. If you've been playing on console and you want to play on PC, your save will move over. You can use them on both places and they'll transfer your, um, transfer your progress over from one to another, uh, which is great. Um, and there's some other things that are in that mix, but solstice is grindy as hell. Like I think I've spent at least probably 20 to 30 hours or so grinding out this particular armor set. Now, the interesting part about that is the, one of the things that Luke Smith would talk, talked about in his really long and kind of, kind of great, uh, breakdown of some of the things they felt like they got wrong, some things they wanted to get better. He had this really long diatribe about, excuse me, um, wanting to get across some conversations about, you know, just where Destiny was as a game and how, you know, they're looking forward to the future to make it that more or MMO based game that they kind of originally thought the game was going to be, even in Destiny 1 days, right? So now Destiny 2. They've moved away from some of that stuff. And some of that, I believe, is because of Activision's hand. But now that they've moved past that stage, they're going to be moving in that kind of more MMO direction, which means you're going to probably get more grindy, uh, grindy missions. You know, if you're looking to roll certain kinds of armor and guns, you're going to have to do things multiple times, which most people in the Destiny community have already, are already doing, right? They're already kind of making those things to get those kind of perfect rolls. Um, but the Solstice Armor event... Every day you go to this one vendor, you pick up some bounties, you'll do this uh, a new event in this uh, new section of a map called EAC. And you would go through the process of like killing this amount of enemies, going through this amount of levels, uh, you, killing, uh, killing certain bosses. And they had this one thing where they had to change it. So like they had, uh, you had to kill these mini bosses in one of the parts of the, uh, the EAC. It was a hundred mini bosses. Everybody freaked out. Was like, this is never happening. People were jumping out of the event because uh, there was a way to cheese it. And if you couldn't get the the cheesed version of it, people would just jump out, and that would kind of screw the rest of the community. So it wound up being all these small conversations about just you know, like you know, how grindy does this game need to be? You know, how, how much time should I be investing in this thing if I want this particular piece of armor because it looks really cool and it looks fantastic? You know, what am I, am I going to be able to get enough people together to help me uh, accomplish some of these tasks? And some of those answers came about through, you know, you know, finding good people who I've already been playing with, but also me having to LFG some of the stuff too, because I'm just like, I want to go where people are kind of understanding the, 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 the quick metagame of how I can do this the fastest. And luckily, thank God, like two days ago, I finally finished it. Cause I think the, um, I think the event is ending. Um, I think next week, I think the event is ending something to that effect. 
but it's ending fairly soon. It means that all that armor stuff, if you haven't gotten through it, I don't think you'll be able to, to get to that next level where you'll be able to um, raise it from your blue level to the purple level. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It goes from, I think it goes from green to blue to purple, which means each one of those levels, you have to go through a certain level of grinds to get to that next step. Um, and it's it was just madness to go through that thing. And weirdly, after getting it, it felt... I don't know. Oddly, oddly good. I don't know if that was the the actual way that I felt. I felt more uh, relieved than I did excited, uh, which I don't know if that's what you want to to happen when you uh, are doing a task in a video game like that. Like, I don't feel like that should be the emotion that is tied to accomplishment or getting a thing is like, thank God I just finished that thing. So I never have to do it again. I know people who have done that grind for each one of their characters. Those folks are mad people. I have no idea how you're able to do that. I don't know how you have so much time to be able to do that. Unless you figured out some new way to be able to do that grind. Multi- I, like, I just don't understand how the process works, especially over multiple classes. So I know I was playing with somebody last night who was like, I was like, yo, I just finished my solstice armor stuff. And he was like, word. He was like, which, how, how many do you have? How many sets? I was like, one. I only have one character. He was like, wait, you only have one character? I was like, yeah, he was like, oh, I've run this thing like three times already on each one of my classes. I looked at, I looked at the sky. I was like, what are you talking about? How did you run this thing three times and don't want to stab your TV in the eyeball, which it doesn't have, but if it did, you would stab it in the eyeball. But I don't understand how you would run this thing so many times and still feel like you are like excited to do the thing, right? I don't understand what that's about. I I, I appreciate it. I, I I rock with people who have figured that out. I think that that's cool. It's kind of amazing that, that folks have the ability to do that thing. I just don't have the patience. I just don't have the time. I don't like, I just don't get the need to do it that many times for that particular piece of armor. What I will say is once you get it and I post, I think I posted a picture on my Twitter um, of me having finished it, um, it does look really good. Like it is majestic. It is, it is, looks fantastic. It is one of those things that you do feel like you, you, you look different when you go into the tower, you do feel like you have done some, something, something of worth for later. Like it's just that one cosmetic step, which leads into the conversations around, uh, armor 2.0, which basically the, the, the quick and dirty version of that is there's a conversation that's happened in the, in the destiny community about, you know, you wanting your character to look a different way so that you stand out. Like what happens in destiny mostly is that people will find a particular role. Then they will find armor sets or they will find armor pieces that a comp a company or or complement i should say the kind of play style that they that they want to go through right so it's like and most times that's not because of the way that you actually want to play it's because of the way the meta currently is so it's like early 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 destiny 2 i remember getting the celestial nighthawk because i play a hunter and i remember if you wanted to play in a raid Everybody was like, yo, you need a Celestial Nighthawk because we want to burn down the boss as fast as possible. If you don't have it, don't roll. Um, and that has changed over the year per class, 
per per armor set, per new piece of DLC, per new boss and raid and stuff like that. So those things have changed, but you're always kind of playing towards the latest, hardest piece of content. And I feel like Armor 2.0, what they're doing is adding these steps so that you can tweak your your armor in ways that will better better uh, uh, lend to your playstyle as opposed to just what the meta is, which is super cool and really, really dope. I'm really excited for that to be a thing. Um, I think that it's going to open up the ability for people to really tweak out their characters in ways that they didn't expect before. And also, it will be one of those things that you will definitely run into people who have specced their characters in ways that that really do lend to them playing a specific way and that play style then will figure out you'll be able to figure out complementary ways that you'll be able to tweak out stuff for people who play like that which i think is really cool the one thing i don't like is that with all of the things that i've heard so far uh about changes that are coming to all the systems that are going to be within destiny 2 and shadow keep the one thing i was hoping for is you to be able to make armor sets and then those armor sets be uh, uh, equipable within the game themselves. So there's a lot of third-party apps that do this stuff. Ishtar Commander, um, um, Dim, there's all these other other ones that are like web-based versions of it that attach to Bungie.net. But those things are these like secondary, you know, secondary uh, uh, versions of something that should be within the game at this point. Like I'm surprised. I have no idea why Bungie hasn't bought out any one of the, the the major players in that space and said, yo, we will just like buy you out, use that tech, throw it into our own game. And then, you know, you get a big chunk of change and then we get all the tech that we need to help that and the community do what they need to do. Because it feels like a weird step backwards to not have clan or, or gear sets when you are telling people that you want them to spec out their stuff in in good ways. So um, that's one big aspect of, of what's happening right now in destiny. I have been playing a crap ton of that and it's been really good to, to dig into. I've been playing with my man, uh, 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 Dave, who's, who's been rocking with me a whole bunch. Check out PS nations podcast. They do, they do a fantastic show here and they have a great clan as well. Um, I've been also playing with some boys and, and crew from folks who I've been rocking all the time with uh from way back in the day so it's been nice to reconnect uh with those folks as well and uh i'm trying to find more folks because i well here's the thing if you saw my twitter last week oh i'm sorry uh this weekend this past weekend there is a gun called why can't i think of it right now that's stupid how that just rolled off off my tongue and out of my brain um, I'm going to see if I can figure out what the heck it was called. Cause I just got it and I'm mad that I don't remember what it was. Um, but the only way to get the gun was to, um, you have to basically play in the competitive online crucible, uh, playlist and you have to get to this certain level of, of, uh, of rank. Right. And then <laughs> we're, we're named for a gun. Uh, you have to grind super hard to play in that particular playlist. The problem is if you lose matches, your rank goes back down. So like you could be doing really well. If you do really well, you can get a whole bunch of a whole bunch of um rank at one time and then you'll stack if you keep winning. 
Um, and then if you die or if you lose, then you kind of lose rank. You have to go down a little bit. The recluse is the name of the gun and it's super great. It like burns down enemies, runs through people's armor in PVP and PVE. And it was a gun that I never thought that I was going to get. I'm not, I like crucible, but crucible is very much a meta centric game type. It's a, a meta, a meta centric mode. And if you one, don't have the weapons to, to, to work with in that mode, you're kind of screwed. Two, if you don't have a good team, you're definitely kind of screwed. And three, if you just like don't have the ability to grind on it and suit and play it a bunch, then you're probably screwed again. So yesterday, me and my boy, we jump on. Uh, I started to finish up some of my, my solstice stuff. He started to finish up some of his stuff. We're like, yo, let's get some comp, some comp games in because I haven't played it and he hadn't played it. And he was like, well, maybe we can try to at least level up a little bit before everything switches over. And now, you know, maybe we can get our recluses. We play the first game. We get stomped out like cats roll in. And it was like every Marvel movie with Cap with, with Hulk in it. He was just like throwing. We were Loki. And he basically was like throwing us on the ground. Every match that we played, we getting stomped out, stomped out, stomped out. It was not fun. It was not fun at all. We go back in. I'm playing something else. Cause like, I need to take a quick break. I go play something else. He jumps into another match. He does really, really well. And someone on the opposite team does really, really well. Like the, like my boy had like 20 something kills in the match. The other person on the other team had like 40 something kills in the match. So he sends him a message and is like, yo, that was nasty. I appreciate the fact that you kicked our asses. Can we team up and see if we can get some, some wins together? Dude is like, yo, I'm totally down. He was like, yo, you were really good too. That's super cool. They team up and I'm like, yo, bring me in. Cause you need a third anyway. So we might as well roll. We go on the dopest streak in like four to five hours. I think we went up five to six ranks and wind up getting our recluse guns right at the end of it before, you know, he had to go to go grab food and I had to go do some other stuff. It was one of the coolest moments. And the dude was really nice too, which was, which was even better. It was really dope to be able to have an online gaming moment that wasn't full of garbage where people weren't being toxic, where people were being mean and, and being jerks. And it was nice to be able to have that one moment again, where we just had this feeling of like, wow, the, like gaming people can be dope at times when, you know, they're all working together. Like when they're all moving in the same direction towards a common goal, like cool things can actually happen in video game spaces still. And it was nice because, you know, I think he had already gotten, no, I think he hadn't gotten his gun either, but he was still looking for people to play with as well. So we like all teamed up, got this thing. And then for the rest of the night, we played some more games together and it was super chill. Like, I think he may be joining the clan that I'm in or something like that. And, and, and all these other things after that whole moment happened. So it was like really dope to be able to see people be nice again and do it in online spaces and play and have fun and, and just rock with each other and, 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 and do that kind of work. So, um, shout out to that cat. Uh, I will not shout out, shout out his name on, on the stream. Cause you never know. Uh, people can be weird about things like that, but it was, it was really fun to be able to have a, a nice gaming moment in that respect. Um, last thing that I got, uh, two other things I got a chance to play, uh, before we hit the break is let's see. Um, 
let's see, No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky's newest update. So like talk about a game that has found 10 lives as opposed to nine. No Man's Sky was a game, again, I was high on No Man's Sky from the beginning of its launch. Sadly, uh, it was not ready for prime time once I jumped on the train. I had made a whole site. Uh, rest in peace, allourskies.com. Um, but it was great to be able to see over the past couple of years that game find a new community and find more people who loved it and understood what that game was trying to be. And now they had this huge update and brought lots of new gameplay changes, uh, lots of small innovations to the way that you interact with the world and the systems. And the most important and most interesting thing that happened in that game is that they now have, I think it's eight person multiplayer within a squad in a group. And now they have finally done the thing that I was hoping that they would do and brought it into VR. I am so excited about playing this game in VR. I like No Man's Sky to me is still one of those games that I think about when um when people talk about innovation and people talk about the um where we want games to kind of go in the future. I still think of that game as being one of the most important and interesting games of our time. I know that it did not do well in terms of person sentiment, but I think that the things that they've figured out what they wanted to do and have actually come through on for a studio that got crapped on super hard when they launched their game for years, it is really a wonderful moment to see them have some sort of redemptive redemptive moment and be able to see them kind of come through on the other side with people being excited about their game and what they're bringing to the table. Like that's a thing that you don't really see a lot in, in many game spaces. Like I think rainbow six had some of that because they went super hard into esports. Like a lot of Ubisoft games have had that kind of love. Um, but it's rare to see a game that is so niche and so quirky, be able to come back and have, people love on it the way they did. Like, of course there were some bugs on the, on the relaunch for everything. Uh, but I jumped back in and I fell back in love with that game all over again. Like I went back on my old save, uh, on my PS4 and, um, then played it again on PC. Cause that like, that's the thing I wish they would hit. Actually. I wish that there was a way that you could do cross saves from, from uh, PS4 to, to PS4 and Xbox to PC because the, the beginnings of that game still are grindy if you don't want to just go into the creative spaces, like if you want to interact with it from the way that the kind of normal mode uh, fits, it is really difficult to kind of start the process of, of getting your money together, you know, getting your ship fixed, you know, doing all the things that, that start the initial process of you kind of digging into the world. And then after that, you can do all the exploration that you want and kind of go from planet to planet and do that kind of stuff. I think that um, what I have noticed is that I really wish I really am probably going to start over again on PC because that game on PC at 60 frames per second and 4k is still one of the best visual experiences that you can have on a game. Like you still feel immersed in the worlds that you're in, even though many, many times those worlds are fairly barren and they don't have lots of things to do, but they've built out really smart systems with the stories, 
with the ability to, to, to now play with other people, not in just like these kind of, uh, you know, uh, not not real multiplayer forms. I remember at first, the first version of multiplayer was like you just these spheres that you would see where people were just around. Uh, it was like the it was like Death Stranding, but it was like No Man's Sky. You're on the other side <laughs> waiting for people to come through to come get you. Uh, but now uh now you can actually play with real people you can actually see them you can do things with them you can build things together you can create worlds you can you know function as a crew and do all that kind of stuff i love what devil turnip says is hi welcome to a limitless galaxy before you can explore please build this wooden box it's totally that in the beginning it's like build this box build your home base that looks like garbage and then now you can go into the world and go do what you want to do um but that's being said, I'm really excited to play that thing in 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 3D, not 3D, Jesus, in VR. New Man's Sky in 3D. I just I just spoiled it for everybody. Uh, in VR on a really good headset, and then also probably on my PS4 uh, headset when I get a new one. I'm gonna get a new one hopefully soon. But I feel like I feel like Sony is going to make another VR headset soon, especially because the PS5 is dropping. So I'm really hesitant to go cop another one right now because I don't want to spend the money and then I'm come out with the new hotness and I'm just like, yo, I could have had the new hotness and I didn't get the new hotness. So I'm excited for that. Um, last game that I got a chance to kind of poke at was I played a little bit of the church in the darkness. Uh, we had Richard Rouse the third on our show multiple times over multiple years um, talking about this game. And now it's finally out in the world. And I love what they're trying to do with storytelling uh, they've been doing some really cool things with um, just building out like world building and story building is done really well in that game. Like it isn't a thing that you haven't seen before, but I feel like all the pieces together when it comes to them t- telling the story of you being this character who's trying to find your friend who is now in this 1970s cult, I think they've nailed some of the you know, setting some of the tone, the voice acting, the VO stuff in the game has been really well done, which I was something that I didn't expect to be one of the takeaways that I was uh, going to pull away from. Um, so I'm excited to play more of that. I may play some more of that on stream, but it's a stealth game. And I kind of hate to play stealth games on stream because I play really slow um, and playing really slow for people when you're watching at home is fairly boring. Um, so I may play that game offline. I may play a little bit on stream. I'll, I'll ask the community what they like, and then we'll see how to move from there. But I'm excited about that. And also there's another game that's like dead souls, but with guns and it's called remnant, uh, from the ashes. We're looking to see if we can get some codes for that. Um, so we can play, uh, some of that on stream. Cause I'm really excited about that. I've seen a lot of people talk about it of late and, uh, I'm hyped for that. So, um, we're going to take a quick break on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about all the nonsense that's been happening with all the backlash from the community of Apex Legends towards the development development team. (laughs) That was almost a word. Uh, And we're also going to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing at TwitchCon this year. So if you are rocking at TwitchCon, you need to be there because there's going to be a lot of stuff that we as Spawn on Me are going to be doing uh, at the show. So for now... I want you all to take a quick break. We're going to go grab some water. We're going to go hang out in the chat for a hot second, get ourselves together, and we'll be right back after this. 
Welcome back to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What is the deal? What is the deal? Thank you so much for hanging out for this live show. It is episode 306 of the Spawn of Me podcast. We are back from the break. Thank you so much for hanging out here on X-Ray and in Twitch land and podcast land and all the lands that you may reside in. Uh, we have lots of things to talk about. The thing that I want to get into right about now, I am so vexed. I am so upset. I'm so mad right now. There was an article that popped up on uh, Polygon.com this weekend from from homeboy Owen Nesgood. I got to call that man out by his name. And uh, basically, it was an article that chronicles the backlash from uh, the Apex community towards the devs because, um, as Owen shares, he says that in their forums, some of the devs call them asshats and freeloaders. So if you don't know what the Iron Iron Crown event was, it kind of stems back to that. So Iron Crown was this new mode that ushered in them playing or them adding this solo mode to the game. So if you haven't played Apex Legends, it's mostly a squad-based uh, squad battle royale game. You have your, your, your three characters and you all try to be the last ones on the map. They broaden that out to um, this one event where you had these solos and it was called the Iron Crown. So you were able to get these new kinds of uh, uh, skins for your characters that looked really cool. They're super good looking. They, they've done a lot of really good work into making them look really different from the usual skins and making them kind of fit the mode and fit the, 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 the event that they had uh, for that particular game. The problem was if you won or, you know, there's a currency that goes along with that particular event and the currency to which what to, to how much currency you'd have to have to get the skins that they offered was some really unreasonable amount, right? So it was like, oh, people thought that it was going to be fairly easy to get this stuff. And they thought that they were going to be able to get most of it and, and win most of it as much as they, as they possibly could, because they were going to play through the thing and play as much as they could and, and, and basically grind it out. The, the the way that respawn you know dis displayed and talked about it you kind of had the same vibe like oh, okay you know this seems like it's going to be an event where people are going to be able to participate and mostly get most of the stuff that it did they messed up the monetization in the iron crown event so they botched it they botched it super hard right they then apologized about that and said they were going to go back and and we're going to try to fix that part of the game so they went through the process of still trying to figure out how they're going to fix it. They sent out a message to the community um, and then they shared out, you know, this, 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 this message on the boards that was basically like, you know, we messed up. We're trying to make it better for you all. You know, we botched it. The, the, the community bugs out, right? They flip out. They start cussing the devs out. They start calling them all kinds of names like we've seen for the past forever now in this in this space where if a development team does a thing if they make a mistake if they do something that doesn't feel like it's aligned with the community the community pushes back really hard in not great ways we've seen this happen numerous times we've seen this happen across every game that we've talked about we had even going back to the conversation about destiny that we had before the break the the uh uh one of one of the the, the folks who was on the stream one of the one of the devs who was on the stream, who's been on our show, mad shout out to her. 
she's going through the process of showing off the game. She's like doing doing her thing. And towards the end of the stream, like towards the last part of them showing off the stuff, they go to this wide shot and the wide shot shows her. She She's sitting in her PJs playing at work and she like puts her feet up on the table. She's in her, in her PJs and socks and she's just rocking out, doing the thing. She's like a senior, senior design. Uh, she's a senior designer on the sandbox stuff. So it's like all the things that people in the Destiny community really love. She is one of the main people who was helping with that. She's like making things happen for those people, right? They wild out. They'd be like, yo, it's unprofessional for you to rock pajamas on stream. Why are you just over there with your feet up on the table? Like, like this is nothing. Da, 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 da. People actually harass her about wearing PJs and her socks on a stream for a game that she's doing an amazing amount of work on just because she's a woman who wasn't in some particular mode that the community felt like that she needed to be. That's one story. Back to Apex. Apex community still freaks out. They start calling people names. They do all this stuff. The respawn devs, like any human being who is has emotions and has feelings and has the ability to emote in a way that is not a robot, some of them pop back off. Some of them pop off at the people in the community in the in the uh, in the forums. Um, one of them, uh, well, let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna read one of them because and mind you, some of this is all out of context. Um, there was one, and this is where Owen's article kind of brings about my ire, is because the he posits this this particular piece in a way that doesn't allow one. It doesn't give context in the greater uh, understanding that the cultural shift that has happened within the game space has very much been one where developers, no matter what game you make are supposed to shut up and eat it when they get criticism from their community, no matter in whatever form that community uh, displays that feedback. Most times we've seen it in multiple spaces in multiple games over multiple years, the feedback that people get is not done in a way that is 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 conducive to people being like, okay, that's a great piece of uh, feedback that you gave me. It comes in death threats and harassment. It comes in people talking a whole bunch of shit about you and your family and sending you all these other terrible things in your email and in your inbox and on Twitter and on social media spaces. It's not like we're living in a in a world where the 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 gaming feedback is coming to you in good in good ways. So Owen's article initially just comes through with this like tone. That's just like, yeah, the devs popped off at the community and they had nothing to like, nothing to do with the reaction that came back from the development team. Um, one of the parts that I found really interesting, actually, that really, um, bugged me was, uh, one of the folks talked about this one, section that where they were talking about freeloaders. So the development team, again, the game is a free to play game. And the dev says there's a wealth of data available on how monetization works in free to play games. And we ourselves run tests by putting skins on sale in the store. The amount of people who spend is crazy low. Most of y'all are freeloaders. And he says, and we love that. And a change in price doesn't move the needle. This is based on people being upset about the, again, the, the way that the monetization worked about that one event, one of the community managers then says, so it's fine to call us all liars, full of shit and other personal attacks when we communicate and apologize and, and update on the event. 
but we're immature when we call people out on it. So basically somebody definitely called them out and was like, yo, you can't just call us assholes and dicks and, and all this other stuff and expect none of us to pop back off or at least to respond to it because that's what humans are supposed to be able to do if they are able to, you know, again, have feelings in this space. What makes me so mad about all these conversations is that we constantly see this false equivalence of when people are terrible to you, this idea that you're supposed to just totally take all of it, absorb it, and it's never supposed to affect you. I don't understand how that is a thing that we still promote and and still share as a constant uh, uh, way of that people should be able to be. We've seen through Gamergate, we've seen through numerous harassment campaigns, we've seen through so many years of people not being able to talk to their communities in good ways because all of the noise that comes from the people who are being assholes. How do you expect there to be this space where you have the idea that the customer is always right, mashed up against the most entitled uh, consumer base we've seen on the planet who feels like they can talk to people who make the things that they like in any kind of way at any time in, in, in multiple ways in multiple forms, and they'll get enough people with a groundswell of, of, of attention to push towards getting those people fired. Like we've seen all these negative things happen. And for Polygon and Owen to put up this article that basically is like, well, look, apex legends forum devs or the devs in the apex forums basically are like, yo, they're popping off at the, at the people in the community. Like, what do you expect? How do you expect people who are human beings to react to years and years and years and years of getting shit thrown at them? I don't understand how this article got put up. The thing that I don't like, and I feel like this is a thing that we've seen also across multiple parts of gaming uh, media right now is like, and I don't have this expectation because what I'm about to say is not, is not something that I think is, um, uh, something that I, I feel like people are going to do because there is no real, like no one is owed a space for that. Right. But I feel like you do a, you do a solid for the other people in your gaming industry, right? Like there's no one in the polygon staff who doesn't understand how much shit developers get at this point. There's no person especially Owen. Owen got a whole bunch of shit for some Madden article that he wrote. Uh, 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 um, it was some article he wrote about a sports game uh, that kind of defended DLC some, some months ago. And he got a ton of shit for that article, right? No one in the gaming space was like, yo, Owen deserved that. No one was like, yo, go ahead gamers and give him a whole bunch of shit. Like go ahead community and give him a whole bunch of shit. I doubt that there were people who were like, yo, you deserve to get this mountain of unwanted harassment towards you. I am hoping that people, when they are thinking about making their articles and putting out their press releases and doing the process of making their content for their sites, that they're taking a minute or two to say, one, does this article need to see the light of day? Because does it do anything? This article about the devs being salty in a moment of, you know, humanness, doesn't do anything but rile up 
and give those people, those assholes, the ability to be like, we got to them. We got them. Look at all this attention that's coming to, to towards us for doing something that was negative and we were bad actors. So now look at all these other people who are legitimizing this thing. We live in the world of false equivalency, right? Where we see all the time people are like, yo, Antifa is just as bad as the Proud Boys. Like, you know, racists are just as, 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 as uh, white people are just as uh, uh, <laughs> discriminated against as brown people. Like we see all these fake false equivalences happen all the time. And no one does the due diligence of checking it except for the people who are usually aggrieved. And also the people who have the platforms don't just shut that shit down to begin with. Like this is an article that didn't even need to be made. This is a thing that could have just went under the radar and no one said anything. One of the other parts of the story that I found to be really super annoying and pissed me off was one of the cats who was in the Reddit sub forum wrote this quote unquote open letter to the development team after all these incidents happened, right? People get all hot in it and, and bothered and in their fifi in their feels and their fifis about how they are the aggrieved gamer. What's up? What's up, fam? Uh, and I, and I want to share it real fast. So like, this was the post from one of the cats who was in that forum who decided to pen this particular piece of nonsense. And he says, PR teams and devs, well done. You have alienated your player base. It's the title of his subreddit post that went viral 14, 14 K plus, you know, uh, people upvoted it on Reddit it says you committed the ultimate cardinal sin. You got personal. You as a team of professionals trying to make money, got personal. You got personal and decided to insult your player base, calling us asshats and freeloaders. Not a wise move. We won't forget this. You set a new tone for the kind of interaction we'll be having with you. It's a cold one. One where there are any illusions about the reality of the situation. Pre previous notions of family are dead. We are mere consumers to you. And that is obvious. You have chosen to bring a new era of hostility and bitterness. Well done. Great PR move. Here's what pisses me the hell off about that. Here's what makes no sense about any of that. The idea, the idea that those two statements have now turned over the apple cart into some new form of fashion that is now like, I, I like pearl clutching. I can't believe that the devs did this stuff to us after they called us family and, start, and tried to be close to us and all this other stuff. Like you, the cardinal sin is that you got personal. Let me tell fam what the deal is. I am totally fine with all the things that those cats said. The dev, the dev team, asshats, that was light work in comparison to what should have been said about the toxicity that we see in the gaming community these, these days. That is light work. The fact that he said that y'all are freeloaders in a free-to-play game where you don't have to buy things and you're, 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 you're playing the thing that people have created. If you want to think of a better word, sure, there are probably better words to have used to be descriptors for the interactions that are happening and the exchanges that are happening between a player in a free to play game and a development team who's making that game. Yes, you could have used a better term, but if you wanted to say what that is, that's a reasonable term for what is happening in that particular space. So that makes no sense for people to get so upset about this thing. The other part of that is like, I don't understand 
the line that's like, we are mere consumers to you. And that is obvious. Here's the thing. And I don't know how you fix this because there isn't a good way to do this as a, as a, as an entity who is making a, a, a consumer product, right? You can either pull in people through an emotional connection that says, we are all in this experience together. We are bringing you into our, into our space. We want you to enjoy our games. We want you to play in the spaces that we create for you. With that being said, we would like it so that when we need PR and when we need, um, uh, 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 feedback and we need for you to then, you know, talk to us in ways that we can better help make the, that we can make the game better for you. Then there's spaces that we are able to do that work. Many times that comes through in PR and community events where people and development teams want to bridge that gap, right? It's like those folks are doing that work so that people at home can have fun. The idea that this particular incident is now just like over, like on some whole other level of like uh, betrayal just tells you again how bratty and how privileged and how just unreasonable some of the folks in the gaming community are. It makes no goddamn sense for you to have these feelings about some company that again, didn't do anything. They didn't do anything wrong. They had, they, they had a faux pas with the way that they monetize their game. But again, I keep seeing these conversations about like predator and that, and I am of the ilk in that, in that gaming space that is more on that kind of social justice side where I am, I am not necessarily always going to be like, Oh, well these DLCs or this, this, uh, uh, monetization practice is predatory again. I've seen that word thrown around so many times in the past six months about this game has predatory practices and this game has predatory practices when it comes to their DLC monetization and the way that they've been rolling out and doling out uh, uh, content for stuff. Apex Legends is a game where you can buy as much as you want. You can buy absolutely nothing and it changes none of the way the games play. This is the same thing with Fortnite. It's the same thing with a lot of different stuff. If you're still going to complain about the process that people are, are, you know, uh, spending all this money and all these things are predatory against the system. My only, my only worry and my only concern is, is the production of those things causing issues for the workers themselves. Apex legends has and respawn has specifically said they do not want to pump out a shit ton of, of content so that their workers can be in good spaces so that they can continue to make the games and not be in a crunch in a crunch spot. Do the consumers care about that? Probably not. Cause you don't complain about dumb shit like this. If you can, if you actually care about that kind of stuff, but the idea and the sentiment that all these things are predatory breeds these kinds of people who then have this hostility towards these companies for doing a thing that in the end just benefits them. And the problem is they, every, the problem is many people just feel like they need to have everything. And if they are not allowed to have everything, then the people who made it are shit. It's a huge problem in the gaming industry It's a huge problem in the gaming industry that there is no good way for developers besides back channeling and talking amongst themselves to be able to talk to toxic entities within their game spaces. 
like you have to do like the ultimate PR bend over and take it because your game is making money and people are playing it. But at the end of the day, no one is taking care of your mental health and no one is paying attention to the actual, you know, uh, cancerous people who are in our gaming spaces that are constantly talking about how they are the aggrieved ones when they're not doing anything like nothing's happening. Nothing, nothing wrong is happening from these companies for the most part. There's some companies who are doing terrible stuff. Absolutely. This particular case with these folks who said that really not terrible thing to have all this kind of blow up is so stupid. It's so dumb. It makes no sense that this is what we get when folks are trying to do the right thing. They came out and they came out and literally said that we are sorry and we fucked it up. And now the cardinal sin is you got personal. I would love to sit. I would love to have one of the development team or people from the development team just come through and show me a file of emails. Just show me the folder. Just show me the folder where all the emails with people calling you shit. I know what happens. I hear all the time from people who are in development communities. We see it on Twitter all the time. We see it in social media spaces all the time where we know that development teams, as soon as you talk about anything that has to do with your game, there's a faction within the community that wants to shit on you. We are not like that here at Swatobi. Like we are very dev centric. We are very like pro dev here. Like, cause we're nuanced and we're freaking adults. Like all this other stuff is stupid and I hate it. And it's so dumb. And I'm trying not to spend a lot of time on it, but I spent half a damn show talking about it. Cause it just pissed me off and it made me mad. Oh, uh, it's so stupid. Anyway, before we go, <laughs> I rambled a lot about that because I was really upset because I just saw that thing and I was like, it's a double ended shot of just like bad writing from Polygon and idiot folks in the damn community who don't know how to shut the fuck up. Um, before we go, and thank you for all listening to my rant. I love you all. <laughs> before we go, there's some good news on the horizon. Some really fun stuff that's about to happen for, for me and Spawn on Me. If you are familiar with what we're doing here on Twitch, thank you for coming through every every uh, time that we uh, every time that we rock around seven o'clock. It, it has been moving a bunch because I've just been busy. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get back to our Thursday slot. Um, but I kind of like this afternoon, early or late evening on Sundays. This might be a better spot too. Um, uh, the good news is TwitchCon is happening in the end of September. Um, if you have been familiar with the show, you know we've been partnered for, I think, almost two years now. I think we probably broke our two-year partnership, uh, which is fantastic. Thank you to Twitch for, for giving us partnership. Um, but one of the coolest things that's happened in 2019 is that we have, as a, as a channel, have been uh, made Twitch ambassadors. So as a Twitch ambassador, you know, there'll be activations that we'll be able to be a part of. Uh, and we're hoping that we're going to be able to grow the channel, but I need to actually like stream more often for that to work. Um, but one of the cool things is at TwitchCon this year, a couple of things are going to happen. I am going to moderate four panels. I'm moderating all the panels that are happening on Saturday, uh, across multiple different uh, uh, panel sessions and it's going to be amazingly dope. I am so hyped about this thing because it's going to be panels that I really, really am excited for. And I'm really hyped about the ability to share and showcase what Bracago does on one of the biggest stages 
uh, during the year. So there's four panels that I'm going to be doing and moderating with various streamers. Uh, some folks I know, some folks I don't. So I'm going to be talking to them soon about what we're going to be able to do together. Uh, there's going to be one is called a word from our sponsors, maintaining Auth authenticity in, in paid content. So that's going to be about sponsorships and how to not sell out, uh, how to stream more uh, with a full-time job and family. That is something that I'm trying to figure out. So I'll be sitting there listening and learning a bunch from the folks who are going to be rocking with us there. Uh, stand out from the crowd. You're upping your production value while you game. Again, a thing that I'm really excited about and, and learning from some of the folks who are uh, already doing it really well. Like I got a chance to, to hang out with one of the folks at the Twitch ambassadorship uh, conference, uh, Sushi Dragon, who you need to go watch. Sushi Dragon is doing some amazing stuff in the VR space when it comes to streaming. And it's really cool stuff. And one of the other things uh, that that's going to pop up is one called Level Up, how to enhance uh, performance and prevent injury, which is really cool because we're going to have two doctors on that panel who are going to be telling us more about what streaming does to your body and how you can prevent some of the streaming injuries that we've seen come up in the past couple of years with a lot of people now moving to full time streaming alongside everything that's happening on Saturday. The big, big reveal and big, big announcement is that we will be doing Spawn on Me Live from TwitchCon, rocking, rocking, rocking with our dope friends, uh, Paris Lily from GamerTag Radio, the amazing Mega Ran, and the most deaf, most awesome Miss DJM, uh, rocking a live show from TwitchCon in the Twitch Unity Lounge. Uh, so we're hoping that all those things will be Oh, showcased and shared. Uh, we're hoping that we'll be able to um, see all those things happen uh, on the live stage and hopefully there'll be VODs for those. Uh, we're hoping, 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 hoping that those things get streamed. I think most of the stuff on Saturday is definitely getting streamed. I don't know if the Twitch panel is going to get streamed, the Spawn on Me Live, but I will have my own camera and I'll record it and I'll make it dope so that we have it uh, working. So a lot of fun things happening for us in Bricago. A lot of cool, a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. So excited for the ability to be able to do that. It's a huge shout out from Twitch and a huge look from Twitch to, to, to believe in me, to be able to moderate all those panels. And we also have cool stuff coming at PAX too, where I'm going to be moderating the Indie Mega Booth panel for the third year in a row. So lots of cool stuff coming. I'll get some graphics out for that stuff soon enough, but again, it's been a huge 2019 so far. We've had so many wonderful things happen this year. Uh, we're continuing to push. Uh, we're not dead yet. We have lots of cool things that are coming. We hopefully will be able to build out more things and have you all rock with us. We're, we're going to retool the Patreon a little bit because it's not been working well uh, in terms of my ability to get content out to folks in a way that, that seems reasonable and good. And again, thank you to everyone who's been supporting us there. Um, but I want to make sure that we're, we're doing well, we're doing right by the people who have been supporting us over the past couple of years on that platform, because, um, we, we, we've, we've been slacking pretty hard on that. So we want to make sure that we're, we're helping people get that done. So thank you to everybody at home here in podcast land, here, at x-ray land, here in Twitch land for coming and hanging out with us on this wonderful evening. And definitely make sure you're checking out all of our stuff on social media. You can check us out at spawn on me at Kajakins. Uh, all those good places you'll be able to find us. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff on our Instagram soon. I need to get my stuff together because I got some new equipment for that. 
Um, but we have a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. And again, thank you so much for rocking with us. And thank you so much for, for sticking with us and pushing us along to make sure that we're doing the right thing and doing good work. So again, much love to you all in Bricago. We will see you all very, very soon. I'm excited to come chill with y'all and get things done and hang out. And until then, we will say peace. The Spawn on Me podcast can be found every Tuesday on all podcast platforms and Portland Radio at xray.fm at 107.1 slash 91.1. You can find us live every Thursday on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. If you want to reach out to us on the show, you can hit us up on our site, spawnonme.com, where you can find all our social media information about our Twitter, Instagram, and everything else alongside our contact page if you want to reach out and shoot us a message or a business inquiry. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And we say... Peace.